Hello, and welcome to Reboot, Lawrence and Schiller's podcast about all things tech. Each episode will bring you a different technology and discuss the world of marketing and advertising. I'm Trevor Patch. And I'm Travis Adney. And today's topic, gaming. <laughs> gaming. Travis, Stop you games. and I are not big gamers. We have to admit right off the bat. But we do have we do have a history of gaming, as I think anyone who grew up during the console era did. Why don't you tell us a little bit of your background first before we really jump in? Pump the brakes. Uh, I am a gamer. I'm a self-professed gamer. Okay. Uh, and it, I'm a console gamer. Mm-hmm. So it all started um, when I was in first grade, and it was the Super Nintendo. And it was Donkey Kong. It was Aladdin's ma- Magical Journey. Um, and then Madden 90, I want to say that was 94, paper graphics. So, like, when you spin, you could see them be just, like, a sliver of of graphic. And then the spin move would allow me to get, like, a touchdown every time. So um, I b- successfully beat that whole game. Um, and then I moved on to a PS1, no joysticks, only D-pad and triangle, square, X, and circle. Um, that was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Best soundtrack in a video game ever. Um, that's kind of shaped my musical influence, as well as um, I grinded on every surface in that whole game. Um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. The first wasn't that great, but the second uh, one was great. Uh, then finally, I always got hand-me-down consoles for my cousin um, because, I don't know, my parents just weren't into gaming or, or video games or technology. But finally, they bought me, when I was like an eighth grader, they bought me a Xbox 360, and I was the first kid to have it. Um, and everybody came over to my house to play the awful very first games. It was like some um, knockoff Forza Motorsport game. Um, and it was terrible. It was on a 23-inch TV, projection TV. Um, but it was an Xbox 360, and I thought it was cool. So yeah. Um, after that, I went to college, and we all know how that goes. Um, that's Long Nights of COD. But that's my gaming experience. What's uh, your Call of Duty, of course. Oh, yeah. uh, very similar, actually. Uh, hand-me-down consoles starting from the cousin. Uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, uh, 64, GameCube, Xbox. My goodness. Uh, oh, yeah, Xbox 360. Haven't gotten to the Xbox One yet. I think I finally stalled out in my, my console progression. Um, I, I must have hit adulthood finally. And uh, Adults can play games too. Um, maybe it's just because I have a wife and she says I can't have one. But <laughs> Yeah, wives and video games yeah. don't, don't But yeah, a lot well. of the same experiences uh, growing up. Um, Mario, a lot of LAN parties, of, a lot of Halo through high school. It's me, Mario. <laughs> Very good impression. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't um, love Mario? Yeah, but what we're, we're talking about today is how ubiquitous gaming has become over the past couple of generations. Um, it's not only a huge field of technology, but it's a massive audience um, that mm-hmm. really engulfs almost every every part, every demographic, uh, at least of the United States. Uh, we did a little bit of research on this, and it says 42% of Americans are classified as gamers. Mm-hmm. Um, at four out of five households have a console, and that doesn't include computer gaming, obviously, but it's pretty much everywhere. This isn't even including mobile gaming stats. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these stats are also really surprising. Um, only 50% of gamers are between the ages of 18 and 50. So you're looking at a lot of younger and older people still gaming too. So what exactly are brands doing these days to get their message out to these audiences? And um, I know I grew up with a lot of examples uh, that come to mind to me now still, even though I haven't been gaming as much over the past six, seven years. Um, things like Mountain Dew Code Red, Halo versions, a lot of crossover promotions, um, but brands really have to do 
they, they try to do um, quirkier, wackier, more humor-based things to try and reach that that male, younger kind of college audience. Right. Um, some things we've talked about in the past are um, Twitch, the massive mm-hmm. live streaming um, platform that's only gamer-based. Things like live ads on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, Twitch is a, it's a huge revenue generator for viewership as well as sponsorship. So that was yeah. always cool to – I don't know, there's millions of people on that platform. Yeah, like we said last time, I think it's the fourth biggest user of bandwidth in the mm-hmm. United States as far as websites go. Mm-hmm. Um, but what other things have you seen that uh, brands might do to get their to get into the the mind space of a typical gamer? Maybe like in, even in game advertising, something we haven't mentioned yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of breaks down into two two different categories, really. So you have your in-game advertising, um, your IGA, and then you also have your your advert gaming. So it's kind of the difference between brands who are creating their own games or brands that are trying to to put their types of ads in their games. So <laughs> I like all the examples of in-game advertising because that's what I see. Um, because I do still play a little bit of Xbox, uh, I you know kind of play that stuff with my friends. And one of our favorite games is NHL 17. Um, it's a hockey game, but um, what's so cool about it is that the experience nowadays is that they try to make it like it's an NBC live broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you were to go to a live hockey game, you go to a Minnesota Wild game, you'll see those digital displays on the sides of the boards, um, and that's what they're they're replicating within the game. So. Um, I remember when Straight Outta Compton, the movie, came out uh, for a solid three months. There was advertisements like every five feet on the board, uh, on the boards within the game for for Straight Outta Compton, which is is huge placement for um, for a movie. So that's one of the the examples that sticks out in my mind. Yeah, I remember talking to you about that, and I thought it was fascinating because not having played any recent games for a while, I thought it was crazy that they're able to go in and still update and make those ads current, almost as if they're you know going to a hockey game and actually playing the game. You're going to see the same ads in real time. Um, and I think that's important too because there is a little bit of advertiser risk because sometimes – or the way that it used to be is that you would have to create those contracts or create those agreements for the sponsorships prior to the game launching. Um, and for all you know, the game could could come out to be a dud. It could uh, – mm-hmm. your, your sales could be um, – less than benchmarked. And so now they have um, a lot more dynamic platforms where you can actually pull your ads or, or pull your sponsorships or switch switch mid-flight um, because of the technology that is available. Um, you can optimize in a dynamic way. So I think that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, but I think probably the largest opportunity here now that's 2017 um, is, is the idea of, of mobile advertisements and, and the mobile gaming. Um, I like the example of the Angry Birds Go game. Um, it's, it's kind of funny to see some people try to um, execute on the idea of in-game advertising because mm-hmm. some people do it very, very well, like Angry Birds Go. And I do have an example of somebody that absolutely fell on their face. So Angry Birds Go, um, you go through the game, you have so many lives. Um, you actually have uh, a cart and there's a, there's a boost. Um, if you were to lose a life, you can actually regenerate your life by eating some goldfish, which was a goldfish partnership. Um, eat a couple of those, you get more energy to continue through the game. Um, but then State Farm comes in and State Farm says, repair your cart with because you have State Farm insurance on your oh, cart man. within Angry Birds Go. <laughs> uh, and I think that, that that's pretty impressive. I mean, there, there's not a whole detachment there of um, – why I would need to eat more goldfish to have energy, why I would want to have insurance on my cart to um, yeah. fix my cart, similar to the way that you would do this in real life. But um, 
on the flip side of that, people that or brands that um, aren't doing so well. Uh, if you remember Metal Gear Solid, do you remember oh, yeah. that game back in the day? Snake Plissken. Yep, yep. Uh, 1970s Cold War based game. Um, what they try to do is is uh, contract with Pepsi. Mountain Dew, um, and what they would do is this is a 1970s based game. You could be walking through the the wilderness, and you'd see a bag of Doritos, <laughs> and you can pick them up, and you can eat them, and then you get energy. Uh, makes no sense because they're actually trying to use as close to um, live graphics as possible. And then uh, at one point in the game, he's going to put on a, a lime green Mountain Dew T-shirt and try and sneak into a military base. Um, and this is all to get the Mountain Dew brand out there, to get the Pepsi brand out there, get the Doritos brand out there. So um, that was a, a pretty nasty fail on, on their part that's when you're forcing it just a little bit too much so those are uh an example of a very good in-game advertising mm-hmm. and, a, and a very awful one yeah i like how um some brands have the ability to not just do things as simple as place an ad on a hockey rink which seems very straightforward it's almost a banner ad of video gaming right um but doing things where you're actually sponsoring content that you know, the user can interact with mm-hmm. uh, or that changes their experience things like um you know creating uh, or branding um, an outfit for a game where your, your user can customize their avatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like where you can really get into an interactive experience. And that leads us into the advertisers that take it even further, brands that take it even further, and create their own video games. Advergaming. Advergames. We found out this term while we were researching. Uh, we didn't know that this was a whole separate section. We obviously know of some examples um, ourselves. But advergaming is actually a little mini-industry uh, of brands who create their full-on video games. So some examples uh, that fall into that realm um, are things like Under Armour recently had a mobile oh, yeah. game that you could play. Uh, Gatorade made a Serena Williams uh, mobile game where you could um, play as her championship match recently. Um, so you can go on mobile games and actually play these. Some actually go further and create console games. And you mentioned Growing up, one of your my, favorite. <laughs> my favorite example was, like I said, when I uh, I didn't buy the the most expensive Xbox 360 games when they came out because at the time they're and they still are like sixty to seventy dollars. But at the time, Burger King was giving away Happy Meals and their toys weren't these plastic little you know junky toys. They were giving away Xbox games um, that were all based around the, the King because I think that's when they rebranded and had the actual like plastic face King. Um, and there was this one. It was like a Mario Kart knockoff where you could race go karts, and I wanted. That's so bad, and I never actually got it. Um, but yeah, they had a ton of they had a whole series of Xbox games that they developed, and um, they did that. That was probably oof, like seven, eight years ago. Um, and now I just noticed that they also have one. They recently had their Angry Whopper um, promotion, and they had a game called The Angriest Whopper, and it was kind of like a little Galactica type game. And um, I don't know, they they do a really good job of investing into that, and. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is that only really the large brands can do that because that's that's mobile development investment and there's a lot of dollars that need to go into that. Yeah, game development right. is obviously a, a big investment. Um, but there are ways that brands can find to, to make a smaller investment because what you're ultimately getting when you're creating a game is you're trying to get your user to think about your brand for even longer, to engage with you for more than the few seconds they might see an ad. Um, so some options that are out there nowadays that brands could start using are Snapchat has actually released um, the ability to create games within their app, um, even within a filter. You can do things. I think recently they had um, 
uh, macaroni, craft macaroni and cheese branded uh, filter where you had to like catch macaroni in your mouth uh, live on the screen. <laughs> uh, so cool. you, you can either create your own games within uh, filters and I think you can actually create them um, within the discover section also. So looking for existing platforms um, might save you some money when creating a game mm-hmm. and get some engagement going. Um, any other Adver games that you've seen over the years, Travis? Uh, I have a of? very, very boring example, and that's Oracle, our, our friends that, you know, huge, huge company. They were actually releasing um, an optimization to their cloud platform, and they decided, hey, what what's going to bring this very, very dry principle to light? And they made a cloud stacker game where it was almost <laughs> like you're, you're building their infrastructure in like a Tetris-style game. It was like kind of Sims related to it was very very strange. I yeah, would say it was the best that, execution. That seems but. like really out of what they should be doing for that kind of right. Product. But from the case study that that I um, that I was reading about it is that their their click through rate actually increased by eighty five percent with this, and they did it primarily most of their advertising through Facebook, and and that was the platform. So huh. um, tough correlation there, uh, yeah. a little bit of a stretch, but uh, it worked out for risky them. move by whoever that uh, that idea had cloud storage. Yeah, let's make a game. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just talked about Aver gaming a little bit, so that brings us into segment two. And this, we're going to bring in someone to to play a little game. Um, and Travis, I'm going to pit you against them since I created this game. I don't want to, uh, you're you the rule master. An, I don't want you to have an advantage, but um, we're going to bring in someone right now to play against you. Uh, let's talk to Brady Lowey. Mr. Brady Lowey, welcome to our podcast. Thanks for having me. We'll get to exactly who you are and why you're here here in a little bit, but. <laughs> Who is this game? <laughs> First, we're going to have you play this game against Travis, and this is a game we're calling, is this an advert game, or is it the title of a choose-your-own-adventure book? So okay. So I'm going to read... We're talking about like the, the books that I read Yeah, I remember those books grade. where you had it was like flip to page 84, flip to... I'm going to read a title, and you're going to have to tell me, was it a game that a company created to try and sell their brand and their product, or is it a children's choose-your-own-adventure book? Okay. okay? Let, let's, right. let's do it. Let's All do right. It. Uh, we'll start with you, Brady, since you're our guest. Spot goes to Hollywood. <laughs> Adver game. Uh, it is. It what? Is, yeah. Spot goes to Hollywood. Spot goes to Hollywood. That was actually created by 7-Up. They actually had a series of games what? in the 90s. And while researching this, I found that I actually had one, but uh, – <laughs> you, they're little. They have a little red dot as their their mascot, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you could actually play games on Super Nintendo and Sega with him. And one was called Spot Goes to Hollywood. Oh, <laughs> good job. Did you have that one? Thank you. No, <laughs> no. <you're not laughs> if, if it was a choose your own adventure, does he not reach Hollywood if you choose the wrong ending? I guess I don't. Maybe he ends up in they like always Compton or somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, yeah. That's a spin that's in the choose your own day. adventure version. Okay. Uh, all right, Travis. What do you got? This one's called Smoke Jumper. Smoke Jumper. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be a game. That's going to be an advert game. I'm sorry. That is a choose-your-own-adventure book. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about the, these books. I just want to let you know. Um, you're not even reading book. these books? You're I did. Just, you're no. just grabbing the titles? These aren't ones that I actually read. It's a great title. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke Jumper. Yep. You guys can come up with your own story of what exactly you do. All right. One nothing, Mr. Lowey. Uh, back to Brady. Space Vampire. Choose your own adventure. It is. It's a book. Oh, my gosh. It's two for two. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Again, I don't know what you do with the space vampires, but that is a choose your own adventure book. Where did you find these? Like a local library or what? Uh, <laughs> Wikipedia had a massive list uh, just of choose your own adventure book titles. So, uh, Travis. Yeah. 
Pressure's on. I, yeah, I don't know how ready? many questions you have, but I'm down. Big bumping. <laughs> Big bumping. That sounds like a trendy dance move. Uh, Big bump. That's an advert game. It is. It's yes. A, it's actually the BK game you were talking about earlier where you're in go-karts. Oh, that's, that was it. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Good time. <laughs> you're tricky. Yep. Okay. I know. You mentioned it earlier. I still need to find that and play it. <laughs> All right. Brady. Wild, wild quest. Wild, wild quest. <laughs> Isn't that a Will Smith song? Uh, that yeah. was yeah, Wild Wild and West. A movie. And a movie, yeah. Yeah. Pop pop um, culture knowledge. I'm gonna go choose your own adventure. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Open I'm up the door. That one's actually an advert game. Uh, Who, who's creating that one? And I I don't have it here. Oh yeah, that one is actually Cheetos. Chester Cheetah oh. Wild Wild Quest. Classic Chester. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing out there in the quest. Chester is or the sneaky. West. Uh, so far, I just got to throw out the score. Brady's leading three to one, Travis. So here's your chance to catch up. I thought it was two. I to think one. it's two one because I got that one incorrect. Oh, I, I just keep giving him points. I'm <laughs> sorry. Math I like him hard. too much. Uh, all right, Travis. Here's your next one. Mojo Master. Mojo Master. That's like some Austin Power stuff there. Um, that's a choose your own adventure book. <laughs> that sounds like a weird choose your own adventure book. I just have to throw out there. <laughs> no, it's actually an advert game oh my gosh. Uh, created by Axe Body Spray. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're all about – That fits. Uh, yeah. yeah that's uh, great titles on these games. Oh, oh, yeah. These are awful. <laughs> uh, back to Brady. The Cobra Connection. Oh, okay. Choose your own adventure. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He see, he's doing great. I knew he'd be a good guest. <laughs> he's an advert gamer. Yeah. That's why. All right. Here's another one. Too cool to fool. Too cool to fool. <laughs> Sounds like a playground insult. Uh, too cool to fool. That's a advert game. That is an advert game. Yeah. And I think that one again is also Chester Cheetah. What? Yeah, Cheetos is really Cheetos investing into their advertising quite platforms. a few games, and not only are these uh, games, I think they were back in the '90s, so they would have been on you know your Sega or SNES. So impressive that they were putting these out. It was probably cheaper back then too, though. Yeah. All right, uh, last one for you, Brady. The Magic of the Unicorn. Ooh. Um, advert game. I'm sorry, that's actually a choose your own adventure book. <laughs> the Magic of the Unicorn. Yeah. That just sounds majestic. I'm going to go read it after this, actually. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good way to unwind after a long day. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what the – who's uh, keeping score? One, wait, we have one more for you. Okay. And then we'll, we'll tally up here. At Can the I end. do double or nothing or something? I'm not – no. Okay. I'm not going to allow that. Uh, checks Quest. Checks. That's got to be like a checks Mix advert game. <laughs> it is an advert game. And that one was pretty obvious. Uh, it was actually a, another 90s game uh, that really exploded in popularity. <laughs> 90s games. There's like a theme going on here. What a lot the- of these were, yeah, games that they created back when, you know, you had to have a console to play these. And I think they gave away a lot of them for free, probably through some <laughs> promotions with um, places like Pizza Hut. I, remember, I, I had a Pizza Hut, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like demo disc. Yeah. Like Spyro the Dragon but and all these checks, <laughs> sweet uh, games. Checks cereal sales actually increased 248% after Checks Quest came out. So. Wow. Yeah, very impressive. Well, guys, thanks for playing. I've got it. It's actually a tie, and I didn't come up with a tiebreaker. So 
We'll, we'll give it to the guest. Yeah. We'll, Brady, we'll we're going to let you take, come away as the Thank winner you. of that one. Very nice. You definitely know your um, Choose Your Own Adventure books versus your Adver <laughs> games. I have to ask, though. Do you uh, do any Adver games? Um, are there any on the top of your mind right now? Because I'm, I'm very nostalgic thinking of Pizza <laughs> Hut and yeah. BK. Were there any over the course of, of the years that you can remember in your mind for, from different brands? They're always like cheap, really bad. Not games. really, no. Yeah. yeah, none really come to mind. Yeah, it's rare to get one that was so good that it everyone right. played it, um, <laughs> except for Chex Quest. That one everyone had. Cheetos. Uh, Brady, thanks for joining us today. Like we said uh, earlier, the, uh, your name is Brady Lowey. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm a lead software developer for uh, the USGS, um, and I work at the Aeros Data Center um, on the Landsat mission. And uh, I've gamed most of my life, just like you guys said, starting yeah. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, all the way up, and uh, gave up on the consoles in college and went PC. Oh, yeah. Never looked back. Never so. looked back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he mentioned a, a dusty Xbox 360 that's in a, in a box somewhere high on a yep. shelf that has been retired since. Got that for Rock Band, and that's <laughs> oh, all yeah. I've ever played. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> that's great. Um, let's see. So of, of your years of gaming, you have a pretty extensive, um, resume of gaming. Uh, what, what have been your favorite games over the course of, of um, your gaming career? Super Mario Brothers, of course. Classics. Everybody's played that one at some point in their life. And mm-hmm. that's the one I started with. And, uh, probably the next one after that, that was huge for me was, uh, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina yep. of Time. Yep. Oh, nice. That one was kind of revolutionary game and mm-hmm. one of the best selling of all time. And then uh in college, um Christy can attest to this, I played a whole lot of Battlefield. <laughs> uh way too much. In the uh, first Battlefield? Battlefield it was uh nineteen forty two and then Battlefield two. Oh man. What was the split of attention to um girlfriend at the time versus Battlefield? Well fortunately for me she liked to go to bed early. So then I would just <laughs> I would just not get sleep and play okay. after that. There we go. Yeah. Uh what about right now? What games do you still play actively? Uh right now I play uh primarily Dota two, Defense Against the Agents two. Yeah. And um a lot of uh portal. If I'm just want to jump on and yeah, off, just to, to relax, yeah, just re- replay. They have uh, user generated um, puzzles now, so it's like oh, always cool. new really? puzzles. Yep. No way, I didn't know that. Um, and uh, I still play Team Fortress Two every once in a while. I played that semi competitively, um, probably like eight or so years ago. When you say semi competitively, yes, that's something we touched on. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a semi professional gamer? I was, yeah. We played tournaments and won prizes. And really? I guess that counts as playing. Just around the region here? It was nationally because it's all online. Yeah. So, but it was a lower tier. Like there's tiers for everything in life, you know. And Don't discredit. You, you, <laughs> you won a purse yeah. uh, in a major gaming competition. Esports. I think, I think we won RAM actually for our computers. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Just sticks of RAM. They started handing them That out. was the, the sponsor. No way. Uh, was this RAM company, and so we all got more RAM. <laughs> so. And all got a little better at gaming. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, we, we didn't mention um, eSports. I mean, it, it, that was kind of foreign mm-hmm. to you and I until we realized that Intel was, was throwing down some major tournaments. and um, Yeah, a lot of big brands will sponsor those uh, competitions now. Peripherals, yes. Yeah. Yep. Peripheral brands. Yeah. For sure. Um, so 
we're obviously the marketers. You're the gamers. Let's try and bridge this a little bit. Have you? Are there any advertisements through gaming or brands that have done games or or um, brands that have made their way into any of the games that you play that you can remember um, over time? Really, um, I think you guys covered the the big ones pretty well. A lot of the sports games, like you said, have the real time scoreboard mm-hmm. advertisements and banners. Yep. Um, and really, some some of the games that you mentioned, they don't. They don't do a whole lot of um, traditional advertising, I would say, because they have such right. a presence in the community that everyone knows Dota. Everyone knows you know, yep. League of Legends. Mm-hmm. They're not like those mobile games like Mobile Strike and um, some right. those tower defense games that you still see the commercials. Yeah. A lot of the games I played are more or less crowdfunded um, That's in the sense that you can buy cosmetics for your characters and buy what they call uh, compendiums, which are like tournament packages. Mm-hmm. So you get... You can live stream the tournament and uh, win prizes for doing so. Like if certain things happen, you can bet on it happening or not, and you win like in-game prizes and stuff. So, yeah. I am learning so much right now. How how big do you think some of these communities are? I mean, if you just had to guess. Um, Dota 2 probably has 20-ish million unique users. That's crazy. About 300,000 every day. Yeah. And you said that this was based on some other games from the past? Yeah, so Dota 2 actually was a Warcraft 3 mod to start. And then everybody's heard of League of Legends. That split off. Uh, Riot was a company that's like, we can make this better. Mm -hmm. So they split off and made League of Legends. And then this guy, Ice Frog, (laughs) who was the original creator of the mod for Warcraft 3, was hired by Valve to create Dota 2. He is a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> we can listen to him. This is all fascinating. <laughs> He's got the history of the yeah, brand. into a history lesson here. Um, so you said you can't really think of a lot of other brands that have you know, done crossover promotions or things like that. Um, but what are your feelings about mobile gaming specifically? Um, it definitely reaches the widest age range you possibly can. I mean, nephews and nieces that are four or five are mm-hmm. mobile gaming, and my mom just – Enjoys it too, you know. But, <laughs> Your mom. <laughs> so, what does she play? Uh, she likes to play, you know, the the traditional like free cell. Yeah. And, oh, okay. uh, oh yeah. Um, Candy just crush. like logic puzzles, you yeah. know, like draw a line that doesn't touch anything else but connects <laughs> these points, you know. I like how you like grouped that. like small children and then your mother in the same As well, <laughs> in the same to category. To they convey like the, same the age range, you know. <laughs> <laughs> how about yourself? Do you play any phone games? Yeah, there's some good uh, castle defense games oh. on there. That's kind of the mm-hmm. as much as I get into it, though. Yeah, those are huge. We didn't touch on that a lot either, but um, we've read that some of those games are raking in like up to two million dollars a day. Those little phone games yeah. from advertising and in-game sales. Yeah. And Yu-Gi-Oh's back, so... And Yu-Gi-Oh's back. Uh, they, they probably just came back because Pokemon decided to come back. With, they with saw that Pokemon could do it. Obviously, and, Pokemon right. Go. Did you play Pokemon Go? I didn't. I just avoided that. You avoided that one completely? Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Go has made its way into several podcasts over yeah. the course of, yeah. of the reboot existence, so... Cool. Um, well, I, I think that's all we have for you today, actually. So all thanks right. for joining us, Brady. All right. I'm going to take thanks this offline and, and definitely. Yeah, we have a lot of questions for you. I think that <laughs> we don't want to drag out on here, but you've been a wealth of knowledge and we've learned a lot. So thank you again for joining us. And thank we you. have an N64 with um, a game of Mario Kart queued up in the back. So Yeah, we're going to make you prove your, your skills. All right. yeah, I do gonna, know how to power slide. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he does have the power <laughs> slide on Rainbow Road, for sure. <laughs> well, until next time with a new tech topic, uh, this is Trev and Trav logging off. Thank you.